Hey listeners, it is Adam Bash, and I have uh, I have news. I have good news. Um, uh, hopefully you've already heard this good news, but if you haven't already heard this good news, um, I will share that good news with you forthwith. Right now, here's that news that I said was good earlier. Uh, you can now get Brute Force in its own dedicated feed. Uh, we are a big boy podcast now. We have our big boy podcast pants on, and uh, nobody, I say nobody, will take them away from us. Please give me those pants back. Uh, so what does that mean? Well, it doesn't mean a whole heck of a lot. It just means that we are committing to continuing to do brute force. Uh, it's no longer a, like an experimental project anymore. This is this is what we're doing, and so it's uh, the the feedback has been great that we've received so far, and that's kind of what's pushed us forward into this uh, facsimile of legitimacy. Uh, no surprise, this will be a Geekly Inc. show. Um, I have had nothing but positive experiences with the greatest community on the internet. Uh, that is the, uh, the geekly community. So, um, we are making this show for those people, which is probably you. If you're listening to this, that's probably you. We like you. You're a good person. Let's see. What other great announcements can I jam in here? Oh, we have a separate website, uh, just for our own dorky stuff. There's pictures. There's a, a map of Yorith. And that website is bruteforcepodcast.com. There's all types of cool stuff out there. John and uh, and Pat have both written little uh, in-character uh, journals, character journals. And so we're going to hopefully continue to do that type of stuff a little bit more. Um, this episode, I would like to mention, features uh, a whole bunch of music from uh, Keegan McClanahan. We are all big, big fans of how he pulls strings on instruments and makes them sound like good things. Um, he also pushes buttons on bigger instruments at times, and so hopefully we can get him to do that for us as well. So if you like the little scene change interludes that are are, are in there in this episode, make sure and let Keegan know. Um, he's on Twitter at uh, OldKeeg, O-L-E-K-E-E-G. And lastly, and least importantly, I suppose, to you, most importantly to me, we've launched a Patreon. And uh, that means that you can support the show through financial contribution on a monthly basis if you see fit. So, I mean, honestly, any level of support is great. We have a bunch of rewards out there and um, some goals that we're shooting for. So if you want to see us start live streaming, um, if you want uh, ringtones and you want to name an NPC, if you want uh, your own wither glass, these are all things that are currently being offered. And uh, we have big, 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 big plans for things in the future. But right now we're just looking to kind of, I guess, hopefully cover uh, cost of doing business. You know what I'm saying? So uh, take a look at that and see if anything interests you. And uh, thank you very much for listening. I will let Jasper uh, take over from here. thrilled that so many of you have returned to hear yet another story, another another chapter in the story of the Brute Force. I am, of course, Jasper Spitwhistle. I have uh, found myself getting uh, recognized on the streets here of Merkheim as of late, and it's been, a, it's been an interesting situation, to be sure. I mean, I've been a bard all my life, so with it a certain level of celebrity status obviously comes, but, you know, as of late... I have uh, found people coming over to my side of the of the walkway and saying, Hey, fella, uh, you're that uh, story guy. And I say, Yes, of course, I'm Jasper Spitwhistle. I am a bard, and I tell stories. And they say, Yes, that's uh, that's what we meant. And it, uh, you know, it gets awkward there for a moment because I don't know really what they're looking for from me. Uh, and they uh, ask me about you know whether or not I've seen the price of beans having decreased slightly over the course of the last week or so. And of course I say no, because I am not a farmer, and therefore do not uh, really get myself too tied up in the pricing markets of, of various crops or anything of that nature. So it uh, usually the conversation does stop there, but uh, again, uh, it, it is nice to be recognized here and again. Now, when we last left off, our, our heroes were in quite a pickle, weren't they? Uh, not a literal pickle, that's uh, later in the story, but in this situation they were in a, uh, a metaphorical pickle. 
They had been recently transported to Kushkal, on the far western edge of Dindarast. And, of course, many of you know Dindarast at that time was not too fond of strangers. Uh, I mean, sure, you could do some uh, nice business there, uh, bringing in things from across the lands. You know, an import-export type business was was well thought of, and merchants were treated uh, appropriately. Uh, But adventurers from other kingdoms were not often seen as uh, a boon to the economy quite in the same way. And so it was a dangerous place for the brute force to find themselves, and far more dangerous still is the fact that they found themselves transported directly into the throne room itself. And believe you me, this was a time when finding yourself directly transported into the most sacred inner workings of a xenophobic society usually carried with it a fairly swift death sentence. Now, it was uh, lucky for our heroes that not all of them were recognized immediately as being sentient creatures. There were still some very backwards notions in the area at the time. You would be hard-pressed to find a single citizen within the gates of the palace that had ever seen a yeti or a golem before. They were well-versed on harpies, though. Nola herself hailed from the nearby Crimson Mountain. But it was most interesting what they assumed of poor Mort. The vitally challenged faced all sorts of prejudices in those days. There were complicated motivations, to be sure, but it was a difficult time to be undead, to say the least. All right, Ezra, you awaken. And uh, you are standing, and you are, uh, as you look around, you are in uh, what seems to be some sort of shop. And there's all types of weird kind of crap all over the place in here. Dildos? Um, Maybe. There are things that, I mean, you know, with a little bit of ingenuity, could be. Anything can be a dildo. Yeah. Right. I mean, if you just just have that that adventurer spirit... (laughs) A lot of a lot of stuffed animals, like not like you know, like we would know them, but like tax, like straight up taxidermy, weird taxidermy, like little skeletons of of <laughs> weird creatures, like in in amber, like snake skin. Are we talking like normal normal taxidermy? Like you've been hunting and you you have a deer head, or is this like part frog leg, part deer head, like just weird Frankenstein stuff. Well, neither, but it's like whimsical taxidermy. Okay. 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 So like if you'll see a, you'll see a taxidermied frog, uh but it's playing high lie. I like. It. <laughs> yeah. I like it. Okay. Uh I mean like, you know, puka shell necklaces and and all types of just weird knickknacks all over the place and around here. Okay. Um and there's a there's a there's a thick acrid smell of smoke. Hmm. Like incense, like this is like an unruly teen's dorm room with his puka shells and his incense. <laughs> it, could be, it could be incense, but it definitely smells a little bit more uh, uh, fossil fuel-y. Okay. Okay. Uh, am I in here alone? I don't know. I guess I need to look around. <laughs> yeah, I mean, it seems like it. You don't see anybody else around right, right where you're at. Uh, you mm-hmm. just stroll around, look at things. Yeah. I, uh, things. I walk over to the high life frogs and uh, yeah. kind of tap them a little bit, give them a little poke. They are flimsy as they're flimsy as shit. You break two of them. <gasps> just oh shit! <laughs> I hastily and clumsily try and like put them back together as best I can. Like I'm like a little kid who breaks something in the house and he's trying to fix it before his mom comes home. Um, from around a uh, like kind of a, a shelving unit over the side, you see a big plume of smoke puff out and like this <laughs> sound. As it kind of moves from left to right from the other side of the of the shelving unit, <laughs> I guess I walk over to the fart shelf. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, as you walk around the fart shelf, uh, what you see is uh, you see a very small man, um, and he is wearing some sort of metal contraption like you've never seen. Um, and the smoke is kind of pouring out from this metal contraption, and he's hovering actually off the floor uh, a good two feet. He's up at uh, you know, a shelf a little bit higher than than he could normally uh, be reaching, and he's he's just kind of hovering there with this this weird, uh, fiery uh, pack on his back. Hey man, uh, 
someone someone broke those frogs. De- definitely wasn't me. Broken when I got here. Oh, oh my gosh. Whoa, whoa, whoa. You're really... Okay. Hey, whoa. Don't know where this voice is. <laughs> that was good. <laughs> it was really good. I, tried to, I liked it a lot. <laughs> I want you to say, whoa, whoa. <laughs> you get the impression he wasn't expecting you to walk around and talk. Uh, yeah, man, I'm, I'm soup's real. Like, you know, all of it. What's, what's, uh. Okay. Okay. Whoa. Wow. <laughs> big day for you, huh? I'm repeating myself. This is incredible. Yeah. Yeah. Big day for you. I got sucked through a mirror in a goo. I was in a goo cave. The goo. Oh, I, w- I want to hear all about the mirror, man. Yeah. Let me tell you, that is definitely my thing. Rad. Rad. So. Yeah, I was in this goo cave. The goo was was blood and guts. It wasn't like weird cave goo. It was straight up exploded people. So that was a little traumatizing. Trying not to think about it. And then I was wait, wait. I was sucked through the. Where's I had friends. There was a there was a bag of bones. Mort. There was a little cute little bird creature. Uh, she was with me, Lola. And then uh, Merka. People say she's an otter. She's not an otter. She's a yeti. Don't don't call her an otter. She was there, and then we all got sucked through this glass. We had to we had to sing some some song from from like the seventies or sixties of a different time and place. And then we got sucked through this glass, and then I woke up here, and then someone broke your frogs, and then there was a farting cabinet. And that now you're up to speed. That sounds pretty trippy, man. Okay, so listen, uh, yeah, I could I could help you out with some of that. I think. Uh, my name's Yanov, by the way, and he farts his way up to you and holds out his hand. <laughs> Rad. Uh, my name's Ezra. So wait, man. Cool. You got, you got explain this fart power. Oh well, you know I'm not the tallest individual, but I, you know, these shells aren't going to stock themselves. So you know, I tinker here and there, and I built this thing, and hey, man, it works, right? So. Um, it's just, uh, I, I, I like to fiddle with things and that's, that's kind of why I, I started this shop. The, the, I, this is Boulder Belt's oddities and such. And I am Yanov Boulder Belt. Pleased to meet you. Proprietor of this establishment. Ezra shakes his hand, but probably a little too hard. Yeah. And it just like, he starts flying a little higher and then dropping back down. <laughs> and it's kind of a weird reaction that you don't understand the physics of it but this this pack is is doing weird things is it uh listen man i don't know a lot but is it safe to be burning whatever you're burning uh in an enclosed space and that uh, oh terribly not safe no of course not i can dig it and he flips it off and drops to the ground okay so listen um this is probably the only time i'm gonna say this to anyone in their entire life but uh the city that you're currently in is Kushkal. You probably don't know that because of the whole teleportation thing. Right, from the goo cave. We covered that. Right. Okay. Um so I This is a long story. I'm going to give you the I'm going to give you the short 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 version, okay? Yeah, that's good. I had basically what you would consider a standing order with one of the less reputable guards there up at the castle in Kushkal. Okay. Um, I knew about these wither glasses and, uh, you know, every once in a while things kind of find their way through them. Right. And so I had a kind of a standing order. If anything managed to, to fly its way through and it wasn't too important to, uh, to anyone that maybe they would bring it my way and maybe I would pay for it. And, uh, honestly, they thought you were a statue. Um, I've been, I've been called worse, my man. I, well, I mean, I got you for a pretty good price. Now, I don't want you to, to to infer from that that I am in any way, shape, or form implying that you are beholden to me, because that's certainly not the case. Uh, you are obviously free to go as you please, but I just wanted to let you know, you know, if you manage to find your way into some cash anytime soon, 18 gold, that's about what I paid for you. So, you know, recuperation would be great in the future. You say free to free to go. You haven't, uh, Yantif, Buzzlebub, Be- Beazle? We're just, Yana, we're, Boulder you, you got it. You got it, Yana. Uh, you haven't run into many golems, have you, man? Free will's not our thing. So uh, you bought me. I guess I'll just hang out with you from now on unless, you know, I was with an old old dwarf woman. You look a little dwarfy, especially in the in the jawline. You got a dwarf jaw. Oh, yeah. My dad was actually a dwarf. My mom was a, a gnome. I'm a, I'm a north. Uh, sounds made up, but, you know, what do I know? I was created... 
uh, like I said, by a sweet, sweet dwarf lady named Ruth. And, and uh, she's dead. She's deader than hell. And uh, now I'm now I guess I belong to you. Oh, this is uncomfortable because I'm not really down with that whole uh, uh, people belonging to people thing. Is there a, so here's the other option. I also bought another one of uh, the, the things that finally came through here. Um, the the Yeti that you were, they thought that she was some sort of large otter. <laughs> All the they were going to take her. They were going to take her to a nearby gladiator fighting pit, maybe to fight a bear or something. I don't know. I explained to them that otters can't fight and that they would probably not get a good uh, return on their investment. And so, I, you know, six gold and I and I managed to scoop her up, too. She's in the back, but she's been sleeping ever since you guys arrived. Oh, man. Uh, how's how's her hair look? A little rough. That's not that's that's not going to be good when she wakes up. My man, we got any sort of like uh, texturing fiber, some sort of matte <laughs> Pomade, like a medium hold. There's this stuff that I there's the stuff that I fill the frogs with. I mean, that would probably Yeah, that'll do it. Let's, let's see if we can't gussy her up a little bit. She wakes up with, with matted he hair and she finds out flicks the switch. He flicks the switch on his pack and and zips on over to a different counter and brings you back a big jar of white goo. This uh it it smells yeah, real bad. This doesn't smell good, Yanif old old YB. I gotta tell you. Oh no, it's mostly formaldehyde. Well, I guess that's all, that's all I have to do. And so I guess uh, we walk back to find, look for Mirka with a giant jug of formaldehyde. All right. Well, somewhere, um, somewhere in the in the distant light of awakening, Mirka, you just smell some weird scent of uh, burning dinosaurs. I guess. I, and it, it kind of rousts you up from your slumber. I just kind of stretch and then just go, oh, my God, what is that smell? What happened to my hair? Where am I? You are <laughs> you are in some sort of storage storage room, storage closet. There's a lot of boxes back here. Is it pretty like? You're on a pile of hay. Oh, my God, no. <laughs> There's like. Hay all over, like just intertwined with my hair. I like get up and try to like uh, shake off the uh, hay from my hair, and it doesn't work. So I like frantically start like clawing at my hair, trying to get all the hair hay off. It's not working, so I start to freak out a little bit. <laughs> I need to I need to I need to fix my hair. My hair doesn't look good. I need to look good. Well, as you're freaking out, in walks Ezra and. Uh, some weird hovering dude. Ezra. Oh, good, you're awake. I got this. Uh, I got this jug of stuff for your for your hair. Uh, and I hand her the I hand her the jug I of formaldehyde. I smell it. As you pick up the jug, it's it's what you've been smelling this whole time. Get that away from me! You are not putting that in my hair. What are you thinking? All right. Right now, you kind of look like a, a cool white teen who went on a family vacation in the Bahamas <laughs> and got a weird, got a weird hair braid with beads. So, you uh, know. Can you please like come over here and help me get all this hay? Because I can't reach my back. Is there a lot of hay on my back? <laughs> I mean, it's it's fifty fifty hay and hair at this point. I got I got I got to level with you, Mirka. Uh, will you please, 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 please get? Hold on, hey. Yanif owns me now. It's a long story. Yanif, can I do this? She's got some hay hair. You know what? Can I just deed you over to her or something? Because this is really like weird to me. Oh, okay. Uh, Mirka, I guess I belong to you now. So yeah, uh, he's coming right out. And uh, he circles behind her and surprisingly nimbly, because he's been commanded to do it, gets all the hay out of her hair very gently and very quickly. Okay. And then... Uh... Thank you so much. Uh, and then Mirka just kind of shakes one of those, uh, and then her hair just kind of falls in place. Like a shaggy dog shake? Sure. <laughs> she just, like, starts at the very, like, with her head, and then kind of, like, ends at her toes. Just kind of shakes. but And then her hair all falls in place. And she turns to Ezra and says, uh, how's my hair look now? Dynamite. A plus. Good, good. I was really trying to start to freak out there because you know, you know, my hair was just not not the way I like it. 
Yeah, I, I mean, I get it. It looked real bad. No, no, I can't lie. I can't lie to you. Look, looked real bad. So where are Mort and um, Lola? Where are we? No clue. What's happening? Uh, I could I could probably uh, help you guys out with that information. Yeah, let Yeezus um, tell you. What you got, Yeezy? Who? Well. Who are you? Oh, sorry, ma'am. I'm Yanoff Boulder Belt, and he hovers up to about your arm height and extends an arm. Uh, she kind of, like, suspiciously shakes his hand. And it, the, the the room is really filling up with, with smoke at this point. Right, we should probably, <laughs> From this <yeah>. guy's... <laughs> <laughs> All right. Okay. Yeah. No. I, I. I. I guess I can turn this off. And he flips the switch and drops back down to the ground. <laughs> I am the proprietor of this establishment, and I uh, sell oddities and knickknacks and whatnots. And uh, um, I am actually quite interested in how it was that you were brought here uh, to Kushkal. We just walked through a mirror. Is that what happened? Yeah, basically, we were in that goo cave. Remember when we went in there and that dude was all exploded? And, oh, no. Mort's going to be so sad. That was his dude. That was Clash Tiger. Oh. oh what? Yeah, that dude, he's... he's The Paragon? Uh, uh, the artist formerly known as Paragon, man. He's just, <laughs> <laughs> he's just straight jello now, my dude. Oh, this is not good. No, no. There was... Did you tell anyone? You you haven't said you were unconscious when you got here, right? Right. You're the first one we've told, Jesus. Okay. Why does... First of all, keep keep that information quiet. Okay. Why? Well, it's uh, the politics of it are a little bit a little bit dangerous. What about um, what about if there was another guy, Lola's master? She's real sad about that too. He's definitely dead too. I offered to smash his head with a rock because he was dying real slow, but he was like, nah, I'll just I'll suffer. Remember that, Mirka? Remember? Was he a was he a paragon as well? I don't uh I think he just was a magic man. No, well, I mean they die, you know. <laughs> yep. Not the end of the world. Yeah. Fair enough, fair enough. So we we shouldn't tell anyone. No, I mean, if anyone found out that there was a, a murdered paragon somewhere, they would be on the rush to to try to reclaim the uh, the holy relics for themselves, you know. Oh yeah, those are definitely gone. The relics are gone. The 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 the, the helmet is gone. Oh yeah, super gone. Uh, there were these there were these unsavories, I guess you would call them. They were there. Uh, two or three dudes. One one Jekyll Jekyll looking lady, real mean. They called Mirka an otter. You remember that? Do I remember it? Yes, I remember it. I'm not a. I don't look like an otter. I don't. I, I don't want to talk about it. It's crazy. She's, of course you don't. She's a crazy lady. Yana, tell her she doesn't look like an otter. No, not at all. I mean, seal-like a okay. little bit, but not an otter. I don't look like a seal either, Yana. Whatever your name is, you. All these people do not know their animals from their. Yetis. She's a fierce, independent woman yeti. Yeah, exactly. Come on. People need to brush up on their otters and their yetis and their seals. Yeah. You look yeah, like it's a, kinda, you look like a seal, Yanov. Yeah, Yanov. That's kind of racist of you. Look at look at this. Look at this seal. They're not all seals, Yanov. Not cool, man. Yeah, I, I didn't mean to offend you or anything. It's just first well, off, anyway. you're telling her she looks like every other species. Secondly, you bought me as property, <laughs> so I'm starting to see a pattern here, my dude. I, I helped you guys out, okay? Fair enough. Don't right. come at me with well, that. Fair I, enough. Did you say that you could also help us maybe try to find our the rest of our party? Oh, well, I can tell you where they are, but I don't know what help I can be to get get you to them. How, how? The way I hear it, the way I hear it, your friend is uh, dabbling in the dark arts. Is that correct? That's false. That is absolutely not well, true. Did she not? Did she come? She came through with a summon. She's a wizard that came through with a summoned undead. So, oh, you talking about Mort, my man Mort? Did he have a little dog with him? Yeah, the the one with the okay, yeah. The, okay, well, they think she's a necromancer. Yeah, man. No one knows what's going on with Mort. Apparently, he doesn't have a tongue, but it's a spectral tongue, and he can still taste food. We don't ask any questions because, like, how do I go to the bathroom? I'm smooth as marble downstairs. Nobody knows. Things happen, you know. Well, I mean, if they think she's a necromancer, they're, if they've got her down there, they're, uh, 
they're very curious about necromancy, but it's forbidden, so they can't practice it. But they can keep a necromancer in a lab and kind of wait for the necromancer to do their necromancy and take some notes and watch and see what happens and eventually kill her. And that's, I'm sure, the plan. Sounds a lot like like a prison we have off the coast called Guantanamo Gay. (laughs) (laughs) Maybe there should be some due process, my man. So there. Hey, you're telling me I'm not. I'm not from here. I'm actually from Merkheim. Oh, rad. Uh, so she. They're just trying to use her. Oh yeah, and they will most certainly kill her soon. All right, so let's let's go there. Let's Uh-oh. let's get her out. Now, of course, while Mirka and Ezra were hard at work trying to determine a proper strategy for extricating their friends, Lola and Maud were indeed in the sub-dungeon. Yanov guessed correctly there. For those well-versed in the arcane arts, detecting another wizard is no more difficult than you or I detecting another living creature. And when one such wizard teleports herself into your throne room with a summoned undead next to her, Well, I'm not saying the palace guard of Kushkal was correct, but I can understand where their assumptions came from. All right, uh, Lola, you awaken in a very dark and uh, not super damp, but a little damp dungeon. Uh, Noticeable things. It's dark. Your arms are manacled behind your back, lodged up into the small of your back. Uh, you can feel that your your wings are actually freed. Uh, they've taken your brace off. Um, but that's about it. That's about all you've experienced so far is in, in this moment before opening your eyes. Okay. Um, she kind of uncomfortably shifts her wings around. She usually does keep them in the brace, so it's weird to feel them kind of free and kind of limply hanging there. Um, uh, is there anything else in the cell with me? Uh, it's very difficult to see. Um, as your eyes start to adjust to the dark, you can, uh, see that this isn't the only cell, but it is, um, somewhat encased. Uh, it, it, it's not, it's not clear what's going on, but you see a kind of a sheen between the bars, um, separating you off from, from other cells in the area. Can I detect magic? You can absolutely try. Okay, I would like to do that thing then. I want to yeah. know uh, if, if, like, how much they would glean that I know about magic, that they felt the need to put me in somewhere that required that. Yeah. Uh, so, Arcana and uh, wisdom or intelligence. Sorry, intelligence. Well, yeah, yeah. Which I am very good about. Okay. You are good at these things. I'm good at that thing. Uh, one, two, three. Uh, yeah. So you can kind of get you get the impression from from the way the bars look that there is some sort of uh, magic field between those bars. Um, and you just based on that uh, the intelligence aspect of this, you you know enough about Dindaras to know um, that the mages here uh, are pretty powerful. And so it wouldn't be surprising that, uh, you know, if you are where you think you are in the palace of Dindaras, uh, that they would have a, a special uh, part of the prison just kind of dedicated to holding people with arcane power. Okay. Um, all right. So she's going to kind of uh, get up under her feet and stretch herself out and test the bonds on her hands to see if she can, if there's any wiggle room. Just trying to see if you can slip through them yeah. or something. Okay, um, so like dexterity, I guess. Which I'm and uh, what's our what's our corresponding thievery check? Uh, thievery. We do have thievery. Yes. Okay, that works. Yeah, nothing. <laughs> yeah, these are tight. Okay. Whoever put you in these did so with care. Okay, so I'm gonna go and uh, uh, kind of press my big beaky nose into the the magic between the bars to see what kind of 
uh, I guess, <laughs> what they'll do to me if I touch this magic field. That's an exciting concept. <laughs> All right. You go up and you plush your nose to them. And uh, you get right close to it, yeah. and as so- like as soon as you get close, like you f- you can kind of smell the ozone, mm. um, and it, it just it feels wrong. Okay, and you kind of back away from it without actually touching it, but you can tell that there's if you were to cross that plane, it would it would be uh, bad news. It would be bad news. Mm-hmm. H- hello, H- hello. Uh, Mort, somewhere uh, nearby, under a pile of rags, you you hear Lola kind of yelling out, and you're you're very groggy, but you're kind of coming too. Lola, 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 is that you, love? Mort, Mort, uh, wait, where where are you? Uh, I don't know. It's very dark. Are you are you in a cell as well? Am I in a cell as well? Yeah, and then actually, you can hear him when he's yelling at you. He's he's pretty close like he could be within this cell if you kind of look around a little bit <laughs> well, what can i see if my surroundings i mean if you push this stuff off of you yeah you could see her over there by the bars like you are within the same area here um i assume i'm chained up as well yeah you are actually wrapped up with chains <laughs> it seems like it seems like they tried to do that whole shackle thing and it just didn't work. It was very uh, Harry Houdini type situation where the, the, the handcuffs just kept slipping off. And so they just eventually got tired of it and wrapped you completely. Like your arms are, are shackled down to your sides and, the, and it's like an anaconda of chains has like just wrapped around you <laughs> repeatedly. So it's more weight than you're used to, you're used to carrying. So uh, if you do try anything that is uh, based in... Uh, in, in some sort of an athletics type of a, of a, of a skill, you're going to take a negative three penalty wearing all these heavy chains. Right. I mean, I don't think I'll be doing much athletics at the moment. You know, if you want to do a backflip, you can't, John. <laughs> Damn it. That's what I'm saying. It would look sweet, but you can't. Okay. Well, I mean, you could try. Okay. I cartwheel over to Lola. <laughs> <laughs> All right, roll it. It's a chance roll. You do one of those little kid cartwheels. <laughs> I want him to do it just because this would be the greatest thing in the entire world if his character died trying to cartwheel in chains by making a <laughs> okay, rolling, so, a, so rolling a nap. One, one die and I need a ten. Yeah, you need a ten. Sure. Don't roll a one. Eight. Okay. No. You try to yeah, cartwheel okay. and you fall flat on your face. That is Rufus in the cell. Rufus is not in the cell with oh. you. Oh no. For Rufus. Is anyone in there with you? Uh, you are. <laughs> in your cell. Uh, I'm, I'm right here. I'm next to Wait, this what? pile of chains. You turn around can, and he's a big pile me? of chains oh. in your cell with you. I don't know if you missed that part, but yes, he is yes, in I there did. with you. <laughs> oh, jeez. <clears throat> um, uh, where are we? Uh, the last I remember, we went through that mirror thing. Oh, right, yes. Wait, where's where's the other two? Oh, uh, that's a very good point. Uh, Mirka! Ezra! Hello? Ezra! Rufus? Rufus! Nothing? Nothing. Damn it. Uh, uh, oh boy. Are, are you hurt? Are you okay? Oh, uh, so I checked myself. Am I hurt at all? No, I mean, okay. uh, aside from a little bit of wooziness and the discomfort of being very tightly manacled behind your back, Mm-mm. you're fine. Okay. Listen, uh, 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 I'm not sure why we're, I mean, it kind of makes sense that we're in here. We did just probably appear in a foreign kingdom in the middle of throne room was that where we were going that's exactly where a wither glass oh, would place boy. you um, those were i mean those were meant to be used by kings and pharaohs that were buried before their time um, uh, so it was a one-way trip back to their throne room so well this kind of makes sense uh hey oi she yells outside of her cell to see if there's a guard. Yeah, um, I will. I, I will also tack on with the, the three successes you got on that Arcana 
role that you have. Uh, there's currently a, a zone of silence cast over the sp- cell that you're in. So ah. you are not making any sounds that are going to extend past the bars. Oh, gosh, damn it. Um, <laughs> all right. Listen. How do you hold, how do you hold a wizard in a cell? Uh-uh. Silence and dark and put their hands behind their effing back. She kind of slumps down, sits down and crosses her legs and like her talons kind of going up underneath her butt. And she's like, well, I'm out of ideas. Uh, Could you scooch, scooch a little closer to me? Let me have a look at those locks. She kind of shows him her back. How big are the keyholes in those locks? Uh, It looks like uh, they use like a a fairly decent size iron key to that. So if you are thinking about jamming your finger bone into it. (laughs) This is what I was thinking. (laughs) Your finger bone would fit. Thinking, you know, skeleton key and all that stuff. Yeah, no, I like the idea. Yeah, if you want to roll me some sort of thievery check on that, um, I have zero in thievery, so that gives me a minus one die. Yeah. Um, so what would that be like? Dexterity. Dexterity. Yeah. Um. Yeah. So that's four, but I get minus one. Also, you are you are shackled, so I'm gonna I'm gonna actually gonna oh, knock that down to the point, point where you are you are you're gonna roll a chance die for this. Oh, okay. You um, die picking a lock. <laughs> <laughs> well, listen, just because you fail a chance die doesn't mean you die. I mean, given the opportunity, I will totally kill you, but it doesn't mean you necessarily die. Okay, just just scoot yourself a bit close to yeah, to this I, little this, finger here, I, and I can you? wiggle a finger. She kind of maneuvers herself over towards his his digits. You're not going to believe it, but it is a ten. <gasps> Holy shit! Holy shit! That's awesome. actually a ten. All right. Well, it is the weirdest situation in the entire world. But you jam your finger in there, and you actually feel the tumblers, and you just kind of start spinning them I, around. I think I've got it. Just hold still. There's a little groove in there that you can feel a line when you get there, and uh, yeah, it just pops. What? How did you? Damn! Skeleton keys, my dear. Always handy to have. Oh, boy. That was awful. <laughs> um, oh, this is great. Yes. Okay. Um, huh. I, I don't suppose I could do the... Could you pop your finger off? <laughs> am, am I just wrapped or have I got locks on the chains as well? There are locks on the chains, okay. yes. Um, okay, this, this will probably hurt a bit, but just, just pull off my little finger and, uh, see what you can do. She, she goes to, to pop it off. All right, uh, give me a strength and, uh, (laughs) gosh, what else should we throw on that? I I think it's just a straight strength roll just to yank that off. Acrobatics or athletics, doesn't matter. I got one guy. I am not trained in it at all. Great, it's a chance roll. So this has got to be a 10 as well. <laughs> uh, six, so I, nothing. Yeah, you're yanking on it, and I mean, despite the fact that he doesn't have any cartilage there, he is bound together by a, an arcane field that right. is kind of keeping his body in place, and, and you just can't break it. I, <clears throat> this isn't really my expertise. Uh, sorry. So would this silence field just mean she can't cast spells outside the cell or can she not cast spells inside the cell either uh no i mean you can hear everything she says now that her hands are free she theoretically has the ability to to do anything somatically that she needs to uh, do, do you by chance in that uh lovely avian brain of yours have have some kind of um incantation that may pop open a lock Sadly, not really. But but let me let me just see. And she goes to the the bars, and she's careful not to touch the magic field. But um, I've got a specialty in farsight, and I want to see mm-hmm. if I can see past this to see if there's anyone out there that I could possibly, you know, get sure. to come over. Ooh, holding! I did a real good. Uh, three. All right. Well, what you see is uh, there. There are a lot of cells in this area that you're in. 
um, but only one of them, and it's actually one of them that is uh, uh, not super close to you, seems to hold anybody in it. Um, there is apparently some other person in a, in a cell uh, about three cells away from you, mm. uh, but there's no one close to you. Um, and uh, looking kind of around uh, elsewhere, you see kind of at the center of this area, um, there is a, a large... Uh, room that looks like it has all types of uh, like equipment in it, beakers, uh, stands of of instruments and and uh, dollies and tables okay. and just like it looks like a real like laboratory type environment. Oh god! And it is surrounded entirely by glass walls, um, and so it is kind of sealed off in the middle of this area. Hmm. I don't see anyone out there, Mort. Um. Can I? position like the locks of my chains so that they're in the magical field and see if that will like disintegrate them or something or Absolutely. do something to them you can try to do that so two successes yeah okay so you jam it in there in between and it doesn't seem to really do anything um and your finger actually kind of flicks through the field too and it, it really doesn't do anything at all to you wait wait doesn't that you can put your finger through what else can you put through? <laughs> um, not not much in my current chain's position, unfortunately. Um, but I I suppose if I could get out these chains, I may be able to reach through. But uh, I don't know if there's anything that would help. Could I uh, could I use my ghost hand? Uh, you can try to ghost hand. What are you going to try to ghost hand? Uh, I want to try to ghost hand um, something small enough to get into his lock to spin the tumblers. Okay, well, give me an idea what you're looking for because you've got, so far, uh, rags, hay, metal bars. Mm-hmm. Oh, you mean to the, the actual components of what I need to do it. You might be able to find a needle in the haystack. hey no, but I mean, if you're trying to ghost hand something and put something into his no, lock. No, no, I'm trying to use my ghost hand. To jam his lock in there? To, I mean, to, ghost hand is not exactly a precise instrument there. It's not It's not a lock picking skill. Ooh. Ghost hand can pick things up and move them to other places, basically. What if I try to attack this lock? That could be interesting. All right, I want to cast dart and try to, to precision get this dart right into the the lock. Okay. Uh, the, the keyhole and see if it can do some damage in there to mess I love up it. the lock. I love it. Okay. Dart doesn't, d- does dart have like an arcana roll to it or something? I guess it does. Okay. Three. All right. Uh, well, you shoot this uh, this dart at at this lock. Uh, and you notice uh, maybe a bit too late that the lock that you're shooting at is kind of humming with this weird energy uh-uh. because it has just been jammed into an anti-magic field. And when you shoot it with this dart, this magical energy just washes over the both of you and knocks you both on your ass. Uh, but you do also uh. notice that the lock that you shot at has popped. Oh, nice. Cool. Oh, oh, God. Yes. Uh, I, I help unwrap him from the mess of chains he's in. Great job. Thank you, Lola. I, I, I always knew it. I could do it. <laughs> All right. So now you guys are, are free of bindings. All right. There great. were multiple locks on those chains, but they were not rolled over in a way that, I mean, you guys hit the redundancy lock, apparently, <laughs> because <laughs> everything else just kind of fell off once you got that one out. Can you try to get through these bars? How wide are the bars? Uh, you got about four inches between each bar. So not much. Um, not a whole lot. No, I could maybe get my body through, but my head would stay mm. on this side. Right. There's a lab in the middle of this room, and it's got a bunch of beakers and stuff. I would would bet that it's got acid in there at some somewhere that that could get through these bars. If we could get into the lab. You hear a heavy iron door opening at the end of the hallway. Uh, I, I, I warn Mort and then get back and, and put my hands behind my back. And kick the, my manacles under the pile of hay and kind of take a seat. 
I am going to use one of my specialty skills of play dead. Very good. Excellent. Which is a bluff, and I guess it would be like manipulation, composure. Yeah. So yours would it would be bluff and manipulation because you're absolutely trying to trying to make them think that you are not sentient right now. So with my play dead bonus, that's five. Actually, you know what? I'm gonna I'm gonna change that. I'm going to say that's presence and not manipulation because okay. it is it is more in the way that you're appearing than in yeah. what and how they take it. So I would say presence, presence and bluff. That's seven then. Um, it's eight and above, isn't it? Yeah. Uh, so it's two successes. Okay. You feel like you look like a dead pile of bones. So while Mort was going through great care to appear dead to his captors, which should really take little more than just lying on the ground and not moving for a while, Mirka and Ezra were still hard at work trying to reach their friends. Thankfully for them, Yanov Boulderbelt was a stalwart companion and saw the wisdom in their attempts to rescue their friends from this treacherous environment. That sounds like a death trap. I don't know why you would want to do that. Because she's our friend. There was a guy in that cave, America. Remember? What was that? He was a, he was an assassin. Maybe you can help us out. Jan, if I got a little bit of withering glass induced amnesia here. Uh, fierce guy. Killed a lot of people. You remember him? It was with that... Uh, we're down in this cave. We're going back to Clash Tiger when he got his helmet stolen by a sassy sand elf named, uh, named a Goose Pimples or Cold... Something to do with cold. Help me out here, America. I think his, uh, her name was Shiver. Yep, that's it. It was, it was definitely Shiver. I was close. I was close. Very. And then uh, she she had that guy with a made up name. <laughs> he said his name was Bailey. <laughs> so just a bunch of letters he put together. That's not a real name. Oh, but well, I mean, I don't, I don't really know any uh, assassins per se, well, but they killed. Two assassins, and they and they killed a uh, a paragon, huh? I mean, that's that's what they told that's what they told us. Oh, uh, I, he killed two paragons. Oh, yeah, you're right, you're right. I'm I, I'm sorry. What? He, they killed two paragons, not just. Who else did he kill? Uh, he also killed uh, Blade Beastbane. No, I think he said Glavin Glavin Master Beast Dude. <laughs> Or that. Oh, this is very bad. I guess this is very, very I'm bad. We shouldn't tell people that either. Oh God, no! Not here. Definitely not here. Okay. Uh, so can we? Both of the relics are gone. Yeah. What was what was Glim Glabber Beast Boy's? What was his? Oh, he had a sword. Oh yeah, that's gone. Oh, oh God, yeah, this is gone. bad. So, um, you have any food? I, uh, you need a minute, my man? Uh, okay. I'm kind of hungry. I think I've slept for a long I time. Don't... This is... Um... Oh, bah. Okay. The short and sweet of this is that one of two kingdoms is going to be destroyed. Oh, shit. Seems a little hyperbolic. Uh, no, it's quite real. Um, without a relic, uh, a kingdom has no paragon. Without a paragon, a kingdom has no place in this world. Uh, and without... Uh, well, if, if it was just Clarity's sight, if it was just Clash Tiger's helmet, we would... Uh, the uh, Murkheim, I guess I'm speaking as, as a collective... Uh, would it would go send in envoys to Oster and entreat the Council of Mages to uh, bequeath our city with uh, a different relic, an unclaimed relic, of which there is only one. Um, and they would probably grant that request, except, uh, sadly, if there is also a, a sword 
Fury's brand that's been lost to Dinderast, we uh, uh, have a real issue. There will be envoys being sent by Dinderast and Murkheim, and there will be uh, a fight over Burden's Rest, the last remaining relic that is yet unclaimed. Well. One of these kingdoms will receive it and be able to continue on, and the other will be destroyed. Well, um... We could protect the other relic or try to find the ones that are lost. Well, I mean, if they weren't there, were they on the guy? I mean, well, the guy, uh, uh, <laughs> I'm sorry, it's not, it's not funny. <laughs> this guy's name is Beckley. He's cracking me up. <laughs> he, uh, he took them. He, he took them, took them both. Took the helmet. So, so you saw them. They're not lost. No, no, no. Uh, Beckley and uh, Shiver have them. And I, I guess he's probably going to wear the helmet and swing the sword. Was he wielding the sword and wearing the helmet at the same time? No, I think he just kind of like, you know, was just kind of holding them. He said uh, he's taking them somewhere. And then Lola, the supposed necromancer who's not, was all like, where are you taking them? And he was like, I can't tell you. And then Mort was like, nah, you can tell me. He's like, no, I can't really, I can't tell you at all. And I was like, hey, man, why don't you tell me? And he's like, I tell you, I can't tell you. And then uh, he left. And then he was like, you can, you can get out of here through this glass. Okay. Well, so you have no idea where he may be. I guess no. Okay. Mm -hmm. Um, Do your friends have any more information on it than you do? They might. That's why we need to go find them. I suppose. Maybe Um, we can help with the whole, you know, finding the relics issue, but we'd have to find our friends first. And then we have to move quickly. We have to find those relics fast. And it would make sense to notify the king in Murkheim before we set off to find them. Because if we do not return, he will need to go before the kingdom of Dinderast to entreat for a new relic. If that doesn't happen, then it could be the end of Murkheim. It will be absorbed or absolved or whatever it's called when you take over another kingdom. It's freaky. We will send him a tweet. (laughs) Does does, does Mirka have... Did you, like, take all our weapons and stuff off when when you bought us? Oh, hey, yeah, cool. I was asking out of character. This is a good question, though. Uh, So... I also deal in small armories and uh, armaments and and all these other cool things. Um, And so I actually bought all of your equipment when they were uh, trying to offload the crap that they had they had brought over. So, like, I've got all your guys' stuff. Uh, You guys can have that. And your friend's stuff is over there in the corner. too. Wait a minute. Are we naked right now? You've got a I mean, you've got whatever you had on because they just thought you were a statue. Right. And, and Mirka doesn't wear clothes. Okay. Dodge that don't bullet. Don't need no clothes. We, we, we dodge that bullet. Got a real... Keep and shit. I got a real freaky downstairs situation. <laughs> a lot of people aren't prepared to see it. All right. So, uh, yeah. Uh, thanks for keeping all our stuff. Uh, we will just take all of this. And where did we land <laughs> on the food? Uh, yeah. I mean, there's... Uh, there's there's frog jerky. Oh, that. I mean, you got to do something with the frog meat. You know, you yank out the meat, you stuff the skin with goop, and it's a. I mean, it's a day. It's a Does living. It tastes like chicken. Oh my no, not at all. Oh, no. All right. Well, I gotta eat something. So Mirka takes a frog jerky and just bites into it, but it's like real dry. And real stringy and real just elasticy. And she's like pulling and pulling, and it finally snaps. And it takes she just chews on it for forever. Feels like this is a. I mean, there's a restaurant next door. If you'd rather go over there, I wish you had told me that before I tried some of this frog jerky. I didn't know if you guys had any money to go buy yourself a meal. Oh, or... that's okay, though. We probably should uh, go find Lola before they kill her. Hey, uh, Mirka, I think I think I have a plan. 
uh, can I present the plan? You own me now. So you can, you, I do not own you, Ezra. You are your own person. Gone. I don't, I don't, I'm not sure that that, you, that that's, ca- that's causing a lot of internal conflicts with me right now. You, <laughs> you have a plan you want to tell me, you can just tell me you don't need my permission or anyone else. Cool. Cool. What if we just pretend we're statues again and we get the old, uh, uh, Yanif to push us on some sort of trolley? Uh, like he's taking us down to the trash because he realized we were worthless. And then maybe we get all past the guards. We can uh, scamper off. And then what you do, Yanif, you lay down until someone finds you so that you can be like, oh, they were alive and they, they bonked me on the head and ran away. Now, well, you don't get in trouble for aiding and abetting, so you also don't go to Guantanamo Gay. Well, I mean... Here's here's my exit strategy. <laughs> this entire building is actually uh, collapsible into a, a pocket dimension. It's very convenient. So, I mean, I could set up and, and move uh, shop pretty quickly. That's uh, that's it's really useful. That's pretty so, rad. <laughs> uh, I, I actually have a ship down at the docks uh, that uh, I figured I would go uh, get that ready and. Uh, if you guys did manage to get out and met me down there, then I could probably get us uh, uh, most of the way down to Merkheim pretty quickly before they knew what was up. This is uh, this is quite a turn of events for us. This is good. Could we get could we get a mission accomplished banner? Hey, any anything for Merkheim? That's where I that's where I grew up. I mean, that's that's my that's my home, right? So yeah, we got to get back. We got to get back to to Merkheim for sure. All right, so <clears throat> that that sounds. All right. I mean, I I don't want to knock holes in your in your plan. No, that's fine. I was just uh, brainstorming, my dude. No, it's great, but uh, the trash is not actually in the palace proper, which is where you would need to go to get down to the dungeon, and then the sub dungeon where they hold uh, the most uh, dangerous of arcane criminals, which is actually where you actually need to be. Okay. Uh, I don't know how you're getting down there. We could use some of Lola's magic right now. Yeah, yeah you're telling me. Lola! Hmm. What could we do? Can we just... Uh, As you guys are pondering, you hear uh, like some scuffling in the front room. What's that? What's that noise? Oh, that's that's just Frankie. Who's Frankie? What's up? Yeah, what's up, Frankie? Oh, oh, uh, yeah. Frankie, come in here. And you hear some whirring and... Uh, more bumping into things. And in through the doorway walks uh, a six-foot-tall man uh, who just, he just looks weird. He doesn't look right. Like, his face looks just, like, his skin is too tight. And, like, there's just something off about him. In the Uncanny Valley, he falls, like, right in the pit of it, right? Uh, uh hey, uh, you're Frankie? Oh, he can't talk. Um, he's actually, uh, I mean, he's a, he's a robot, I guess, is what you would consider him. Uh, he is, uh, mostly metal in there and, uh, some servos, kind of like my backpack. Uh, but, I mean, I stretched some leather over his face and did my best to make him look like a person. You, you, you made him? Oh, yeah. I'm, I'm quite the, the handyman if if you, if I do say so myself. But no, he's just a machine. But but check this out. And he grabs a little uh, thing off of his belt and squeezes it. And it looks like a, a little receiver. And he starts talking into it. And the voice pops out of Frankie. Hey, I'm Frankie. Ah, move out of the way. Ah. So can we use Frankie to distract the guards from the palace? I mean, you could. He's a... Uh... Pretty distracting fellow. Yeah, let's, yeah. let's try to do that. I'm going to go ahead and say this, Yana. We've seen some real messed up stuff today. Remember the goo cave? This thing's face is the most terrifying shit I've ever seen in my life. You should be ashamed of yourself. <laughs> this is. Listen, I'm no artist, okay? I'm not an artist. I never claim to be. This will haunt my dreams until the end of my days. I think I did. The left eyebrow is pretty good, though. I mean, give me that. Look at look at the left eyebrow. Yeah, but what's going on with that left eye? It's it's it's, it's a half an inch lower than the right eye. And the rest of his face. 
Oh. Yeah. The, I, I've, I've taken to keeping him inside because every time I've had him out on the streets, they've tried to arrest him, which is not going to go good. Oh. It looks like a melted chocolate bar. If they arrest him, will they take him to where Lola is? Oh. I mean, they would they would put him in the dungeon, but he wouldn't be in the sub-dungeons. He would just be in the regular dungeons. So how about if we try to get arrested? I like it. I like it. I like it. Get to the dungeons and then, you know, try to figure out how to get from there to the sub-dungeon. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. That doesn't sound too bad. I mean, you figure it's kind of be just down, right? Right. Not as much finesse as my plan. And let me tell you, this big metal freak over yeah. here, he can punch through some shit. Like, you wouldn't believe this guy punches. Man, some crazy stuff. He'll punch your head off. Oh. Ezra gives him a side eye and was like, I'll punch through nine times more things than that, <laughs> that freak face, melted candy bar face could ever punch through. All right, Ezra, this isn't a, a competition. He's They're trying to help. I'll punch his face. I'll punch. I'll punch need, that need, messed up face. Him. We need him. Let's. Okay. All right. Okay. Let's okay. Let's okay. All, okay. all right. So yep. let's take Frankie uh, mm. out in the street and mm-hmm. see if uh, his freakishness will get us all arrested. And when they try to arrest <laughs> Frankie, we'll just try to uh, uh, resist the arrest mm. and maybe mm-hmm. start some little little stuff, and then maybe we'll get arrested and we'll make it to the dungeon. All right. Well, you guys emerge onto the streets uh, of a, the bustling city of Kushkal uh, with a giant robot Frankenstein monster. Ooh. And I just, uh, I think Mirka is just going to try to talk really loudly. Like, oh, hey, how's, uh, how's, how's everything going? Uh, how is everyone? And just try to talk to as many people loudly. So try to get attention to us. I'm real glad there's no children around, Frankie, because your face is literally worse than apartheid. <laughs> Everyone is uh, is is just is just going down alleyways to avoid you. They are like clearing out of your path. And then uh, Mirka sees like some guards and like, hey, hold my beer. <laughs> and then she kind of like runs towards the guard and be like, hey. How's it going? Uh, can you tell us where the palace is? Right, move along, move along. Can you tell us where the palace is? Have you seen my friend Frankie? Look at his face. <laughs> hey, you got any kids? It's me, Frankie. <laughs> look at his face. Look at his, look at his, look at his left eyebrow. Isn't, isn't, isn't that perfect? It's so good. I'm sorry, ma'am. Are you drunk? I'm not drunk. I'm drunk in love. And drunk, drunk. Hi, hi, with life. He I turns to Ezra. He says, "Sir, could you please keep your otter under control?" Holy oh, you, shit! You done goofed. <laughs> Mirka like doesn't say anything. She just picks up the guard and just tosses him and says, "Bellows," as they going, "I'm a yeti, not an otter." And then some kids come around the corner and see Frankie's hellscape face. <laughs> <laughs> you have more. You have like for the rest of eternity scarred three children. Congratulations. Well, three. There was actually the weird thing is is there's four kids, and so three of them are are scarred for the rest of their life. Uh, the fourth one will develop a really odd fetish later in life. <laughs> oh God. Uh, but yeah, soon uh, uh, an entire an entire cadre of uh, guards descend upon you. Oh. Can you imagine well, that kid when he grows up? Every time he like starts to get, you know, jiggy with a girl, he's like, "Can you put this leather mask on?" <laughs> no, it, it, leather's too expensive. He goes I can't to the see deli through both eyes at the same time. That's good. That's good. He goes through there. the deli and gets some thin sliced ham and is like, "Just lay this ham on your face." Let me take a bite out of this part and this part. Okay, now stick it on your face. Yeah. So sure. Their plan was not the most delicate plan ever implemented in the history of Yorith, but it did work, at least to a certain degree at that point. They had found themselves arrested, which was kind of the exact opposite of what they wanted to happen, but it was far easier than getting Lola and Maud out. Sometimes it's easier to start exactly where you don't want to be. 
At least I, that's what I tell myself when I try to tell this part of the story. But you know, it does say something about Mirka and Ezra as people. You know, not, no cage could hold them, they felt. You know, we could walk straight into your prison and we can walk straight out again. And it will be nothing for us, they thought. And you know, that's kind of what you want in your hero. You want a hero that uh, believes in themselves more than anything else. Yeah, for the time being, we'll set aside the fact that they obviously did not believe in Lola and Malt's abilities to extricate themselves from the situation they found themselves in. But, I mean, that's just friendship, right? I mean, you have to figure your friends are mostly idiots. That's why they hang around with you. Which was another one of those old chestnuts my mother used to tell me when I was a child. But, uh, unfortunately, that is all the time we do have for today. I, uh... We'll see uh, some of you out in the, in, the, in the thoroughfare later, where we can discuss, you know, anything. Don't take the things I said earlier uh, to heart. I, I do enjoy learning about uh, the prices of beans and corn and, and what other things that you uh, pull from the dirt here. Um, and so feel free to, 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 to pick my brain about any, any one of these uh, various issues that are so pressing in your lives. <laughs> But whatever you do, please return for the next part of our story. It's a, it's a very important part. Uh, you will learn uh, quite a bit, I feel, about the heroes and uh, how they interact with the world around them. Also, there's an explosion uh, that cannot be missed. It's a, it is truly a riveting part of our story. And uh, to be fair, it does set up for a rampaging horde that comes through and wipes out the town a little bit later. So uh, you definitely do want to get that part. Um, you don't want to be behind or anything like that. So... Lastly, I would uh, like to go on the record and apologize for anyone out there who has fetishized robots with leather faces. You know, it, I did, we didn't want to come across as judgmental in that point. You know, um, you know, different people like different things, of course. And so if that's your, you know, what you fancy, well, you know, hey, you know, the heart wants what it wants. And uh, who are we to judge? <laughs> I'm sorry, my entire body contorted into that shiver of disgust. But, it, it, you know, it was unrelated to the topic at hand. I had just thought about a little earlier today when my shoelace had come untied in the outhouse and uh, I was just thinking about that. It's, a, it's you know, a, a normal reaction to, to non-sexualized robots. So um, I'm just going to leave now. 